You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, a few things that we want to look at tonight and we'll pray is still, you know, digging deeper into what we're looking at. We talked about Saul on Sunday, and I want to start by telling you about Jonathan. How many of us know who Jonathan is? Jonathan is Saul's son. Now, Jonathan is the exact opposite of Saul. But Jonathan, in the eyes of men, in the eyes of the people of the world, was a failure. Jonathan was a failure. Why? Because he was the heir to the king. If anything happened to Saul, in fact, the moment Saul became king, Jonathan became a prince and an heir. And being a prince and an heir to the throne, the natural thing was what? To make sure you preserve the line so that it gets to you. But you know what? Jonathan didn't go that route. He didn't bother. You know, in 1 Samuel 20, um, 12 to 16, you, you find this conversation with David. And you, you see that this man was completely different. And that, that's what we are learning. You know, in Numbers, God said to Joshua and Caleb, he said, because I found a different spirit in you. Verse 11 said to David, come, let us go to the field. So both of them went out. First Samuel 20. Then he said, then Jonathan said to David, the Lord God of Israel is witness. When I've sounded at my father sometime tomorrow or the third day, and indeed, there is good toward David. And I do not send to you and tell you, may the Lord do so and much more to Jonathan. But if it pleases my father to do you evil, then I'll report it to you and send you away that you may go in safety. And the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. Praise God. Do you see what is happening here? The throne David is going to receive is Jonathan's throne. And this is Jonathan giving him support. Why? Because he has known that this is the will of God. That's what we are. T- if we get that in Nigeria, we'll, we'll be transformed. If not the whole Nigeria, just Christians. Knowing that, ah, this man is my tribesman, but God is not with him. This man is my, I don't like even the way he talks. When he talks, he talks like this. But God is with him, so I'll support him. If we get that, Nigeria is transformed. But we are not there. We are the opposite of Jonathan. Jonathan would have benefited. The greatest loss by David becoming king was Jonathan's own. Let me prove it to you. The same First Samuel 20. See what happened there. First Samuel 20 verse 30. It says, Then Saul's anger was aroused against Jonathan. And he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious man. <laughs> Woman, have you? Uh-huh. When the child is stupid, is, who is your mother? Uh-huh. When the child is good, he say, I'm your father. <laughs> You son of a perverse, rebellious man. He said, do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your... This is what a father is speaking to the son. If that boy was not balanced spiritually, he would have gone crazy. In fact, I haven't heard of any father speak to the son like this. Why? Because Jonathan understood God's purpose. He understood God's agenda. He went on. To clarify, assuming he didn't understand, 31 says, For as long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, you shall not be established. 
nor your kingdom. So making it clear, if you didn't understand it, this David that you're supporting, as long as he lives, you will not become king. He didn't move Jonathan. That's Christianity. Somebody said that's Christianity. That's Christianity. It doesn't matter. Because, you see, like we referred to when Agabus prophesied about uh, Saul's suffering. Anything outside of the will of God, you don't want it to. No matter how good it is, you don't want anything outside the will of the will of God. I'll show you scripture. Come with me to Genesis. Praise the Lord, somebody. Come with me to Genesis chapter 4. You know why what we're learning is so important? In first, please, 1 Corinthians 2.15 first. 1 Corinthians 2.15 talks about the Christian, the spiritual person. It says that he who is spiritual judges all things. You know, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. This judgment is not the judgment of um, accusing somebody. No, it's interpreting things. Now, let's have the NLT. Please just note the scripture. It's very important. It says those who are spiritual can what? Can what? Evaluate all things. Part of being spiritual is that you're able to evaluate things accurately according to divine view. Praise the Lord. So it says, but they themselves cannot be what? Can you see the thing? This is scripture. So the spiritual person can evaluate all things, but he himself cannot. Why? Because you don't know what God is working with him. The prophets of old, sometimes the, God will say to them, well, now, it's time to go naked. Eh? God wakes up a prophet and says, now you're going to marry. Hallelujah. He said, go to zone four. Go to zone four. And he's passing. He sees one that looks normal. He said, no, no. Look at that one that is chopping chingon. Right? He said, that's your wife. He said, Baba God. He said, that's your wife. If a prophet brings that kind of wife, what are you going to say? He's been going there all his life. This one just caught him. Do you understand? The spiritual person is actually not judgeable because you don't know what. Jesus said it's like the wind. So when a spiritual person tries to interpret his life based on the people around him, he's endangered already. The spiritual person is succeeding in every way, unquote, and then he's appearing like a failure. Why? Because he's obeying God. You know, one of us here was telling me how he could have made millions of dollars in the place where he served. But because he's a Christian, he didn't. I'm sure some of his friends will say he's a failure. No, he's a success according to God's standard. He's faithful. A spiritual person, you can't evaluate him. Why? Because you don't know the assignment God sent him. Praise the Lord. Okay, so that's background. So let's see the uh, application now. Come with me to Genesis chapter 4. In Genesis chapter 4, we have from verse 1 where we saw one down, where um, Cain and Abel brought their offering. And how, you know, Cain finally killed his brother, Abel. And in verse 10, the Bible says, and he said, God said to him, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the air, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield the strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it would happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. 
And the Lord said, a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. What I want us to pick here is this. At this point, Cain had killed Abel. Okay? And there was a curse on him. God said to him, so now, verse 11, you're cursed from the earth. Because the blood that opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand, you know, has automatically, notice it wasn't even God that cursed him. Very important. Let's read 10 and 11 together. Yes. And he said, what have you done? Okay? Now, it is my doings that curse me, not a woman in the village. Are you with me? No, no, nobody can just look at you and say, I curse you. It's drama that acted. It is my deeds. That's why the Bible says, a curse curseless, like a fleeting sparrow, will not alight. Bible is clear. This blessing shall follow. If you obey, what? This blessing. If you disobey, this curse is simple. You Go to the environment where you travel 700 kilometers for a man to speak over you. He's speaking. He has finished speaking. Use it and buy bread in that place. It is what you do. So now God said to him, what have you done? Because of what you have done, he says what? Now you are cursed from the earth. Are we clear? So no more fear. Don't fear anybody. Reverence God. Worship him. Amen? Okay, so Cain is cursed here. I want you to see something very important. Cain is cursed. What is this cause? Interestingly, even 12 says, When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. Okay? Cain said, This punishment is too much. What, what are we going to do? You have driven me from the face of the earth. God says, Okay, I even put a mark on you. Anyone who you know, kills you, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. I want you to come with me to 17. Let's jump to 17 quickly. He says, and Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore who? So conception, not delayed, extended conception, immediate conception, conception of mad women, conception of fornication, is not a blessing, because this cause people are bringing it. It's not something to pose with. You know, it's all the type of things we pose with in Christianity. What does a man and a woman do to bring forth a child? Do they even draw the child? If you're listening to me and you're crying because you don't have a child, don't allow the devil to deceive you. Your effort cannot bring it. Also, your lack of effort cannot keep it. It's the reward of the Lord according to purpose. Rest in the Lord. When we're trusting God for a second child, the doctor by the Spirit said, Madam, go home and enjoy your husband. He said, even that worry you're worrying is even hindering the process. Do you know how many infirmities that we carry on our body just because our brains are wired to draw them down? Indigestion. All kinds of things. Because you're worrying about house rent, you now bring sickness. You eat food, it doesn't digest because you're thinking that rent will be due in January, school fees will be due in February, this will be due. You now draw, you download sickness that wasn't there. You give it password, it enters your body. Praise the Lord. Okay? So, Cain knew his wife and she... Conceived and boy knock, and they were under the curse. Are we together? Okay, let's continue. 18 says, To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begot Mehujel, and Mehujel begot Metushel, Metushel begot Lamech. Can you see how they just begetting? Then Lamech took for himself two wives. This one even married two, under the curse. Eh? Are you with me? Under the curse. The name of one was Ada, and the second was Zillah. And Ada bought Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. What's that productivity? Prosperity. Where? Under 
the cause. The cause hasn't been lifted. Are you following me? Okay. Verse 21. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who played the harp and flutes under the cause. This is talking about arts, entertainment, gifted. Men that they play. Have you gone to hotels where you are at the bar and those skimply dressed ladies? When they sing, eh? Ah, you'll be looking for the bird that is singing. Sweet songs under the curse that's singing. 22. And as for Zillah, she also bought Tubal King, an instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron. This is the engineer. Hmm? Can you see? All these people were under the word, but they were productive. They were producing. So the question you should ask yourself is, what is the cost then? Can you see that it's not what you think it is? Somebody is struggling in life. He doesn't have a job. Say, I, I be like, say, cost day that guy had. Somebody is trusting God for a life partner. He say, be like, say, that girl carry cost. But we can see them just marrying anyhow. Under the curse. Let me show you something here. Very important. Before I answer that question. After they've, they've done all this thing, their family life, unquote, blessed. Prosperity everywhere. Blessed, 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 blessed. 25 says, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. So Adam and Eve actually canceled. They, you know, in, in those movies, is, what do they call it? They eliminated, Cain was no longer in their records. So Seth was named like a replacement, okay? And 26 says, And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. He says what? Then men began to what? Call on the name of the Lord. So all those other things we read were achieved without involving God. The Bible didn't have to give us this line. Then means up till now, it wasn't. When you judge yourself, thank God for vanity metrics or what you said about, when you judge yourself, don't judge yourself about things that can be gotten under the curse. Are you with me? So what is the curse then? I will show you what the curse is. It's right there in the scripture, in the passage. Verse 16. 16, this shows us what the curse is. The curse is you are sent away from the presence of the Lord. 16 says, then Cain went out from where? The presence of the Lord and dwelt. When a man is comfortable outside of God's presence, somewhere he is under, that's the curse. That's the curse. That's the curse. You are out of God's presence and you're comfortable where you are. So you come to church and you're comfortable in sin. There's a curse on you. You can't. You see, God will forgive, 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 forgive. But you see, when you get to the point where you can come to church and while you're in church, you're planning what to do. The curse is full blown. It's not the people who are in church who are struggling financially that are under the curse. Is the person who is in church, who is no longer sensitive to God's presence, who does not know anymore that his body or her body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's the one that is under the curse. He said, then Cain went out from the presence and dwelt. Remember what he said to God is that I'm going to be a vagabond. Vagabond is roaming about. And in the process of roaming, the vagabond can roam back. That's what happened with the prodigal son. He went to where he went. After some time, he said, no. I'm better than this. My father's house is better than this. He came back. 
But Cain, his curse was so solid that when he left, he dwelt. They had to find another line, another lineage of men to begin to call upon the name of the Lord. So you're blessed. If you, that's where we started from, right? When we say, if you love God's presence, you're blessed. Now, I want to go to some of the things God said to me specifically. What do you imagine God to be? Is God a good God? Assuming, just, I want you to think with me. Relax and think with me now. Don't even think scripture. Just think, no man. If this God you come to were a politician and he won state election, he's, let's take it even commissioner, and you've just been faithful following him for all these years, won't he help you? Is God bigger than a commissioner? Is the governor bigger than a commissioner? Is the president bigger than... Eh? Are there people bigger than the president? Our God is king of kings and lord of lords. And you're serving him. Do you think he will not be faithful to you? Do you think he will forget your labor of love? Do you think that your name, his name that you proclaim, he will allow it to be said, God failed this man? That's why the psalmist said, I've been young. Now I'm old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Now he said what? The temptation is that oftentimes the righteous themselves forsake God because they don't understand. That's why you're learning what you're learning so that you will know when you are cursed. You're not under the curse because of delayed pregnancy. You're not under the curse because you didn't pass the exam when you're doing your best. You're not under the curse because you haven't gotten a job. No! The curse is the person who is on the job and in sin and is a sharing testimony. Join me to praise the Lord. Meanwhile, you slept with somebody to get the job. Praise the Lord. That's cause right in front. The sinners do what they do and they don't call God. You join them, do, and then you add God to it. You know why those things pain me? Because innocent people are being discouraged and challenged. They're wondering what is happening to me. What is happening to me? Nothing is happening to you. You're in God's presence. He's saying his presence. At his right hand, what? Pleasures forevermore. Fullness of joy. But when you don't know it, the enemy will be you know, whistling to you from the window. You know, like those bad boys that disturb good girls. Those days. They'll be in the house eating, dining table. The boy, their house, they don't even have dining table. He will throw stone. Bam. That's how the devil is trying to disturb some of you from God's table. He prepares a table before you. God has plans. Can somebody say to himself, God has plans for me. God has plans for me. And, you know, part of it is this. Let, let me go back to some of the things he had me write. He, he said to tell you, Revelation 1, he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Can you allow me finish what I began in you? That's what he said to tell somebody. He says, I'm the Alpha what? And the Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord. Who is and who was and who is to come? Can you allow me? That is who I am. Can you allow me? And if you want to even be wiser, can you praise me through it? Can you boast through it? Can you lift your head through it? Praise the Lord. I remember many years ago, I don't know which election it was. The man had not even won. A friend of mine told me that he promised him a digit Nigerian orientation agency. And if you see how the guy was arguing and carrying himself, the person hadn't won. Now God is king. And he's saying, I have a position for carry your head off. Do you understand what I'm saying? He said, he that comes to God must what? Believe that he is. 
if you don't know what to pray, stand and be praying. Father, I believe you. If there's anything in me that is bringing doubt, evil heart of unbelief, I bind it. Lord, I believe you. I want to believe you. That's where we should be. Let me ask you a question. Who is my friend here now? I can say Pastor Chris, we're friends, apart from pastors. You know? Imagine me telling Pastor Chris. I call him Chris. I say, Chris, um, what, what will I tell him now? Okay, what, what can I tell him that will make sense? Okay, I say, Chris, um, I have this um, $10 million that uh, I want to keep with you for some time. Do business with it, and then when I'm ready, give it back to me. And I finish telling him, he starts laughing. I say, why are you laughing? He say, I beg. I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, come out for road. Let's talk better thing. No, no. What would that mean? Sorry? He, he doesn't believe me. What would that do to any real friendship? We can't be friends after that moment. Now, you see, the basis of every friendship is that you believe him or her. Anybody you're friends with, I mean, at different levels. There are some of your friends that you believe. Once it concerns food, you believe them. But when it's money, if they say they're bringing it tomorrow, just know that, do I want to dash him this money or not? There are areas that the connection is made. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, God, what is the basis of God's relationship with you? That you believe him. If you take away believing God, there's nothing again. That's why the Bible says, Abraham believed God and it was what? account what is it that you're not believing god for now please repent and believe it believe him afresh now don't wait another second take a moment now and say lord you can do it somebody needs to shout it out lord you can do it yes tell him yes lord forgive my unbelief what is the basis of friendship what is the basis of saying you are god when you doubt everything he says what is the basis? When you need statistics to believe God, he says, I'm going to pay this, I'm going to solve that financial problem. And you start checking. If Mr. A pays me the 5000 he's owing me, if uh, this person borrow, lends me 7000 it's still not up to 100000 God, how will you do it? You see, you believe statistics. You have calculator. It's not God you believe. And we read the Bible. We read the Bible. God summons Moses. And says, go and bring out the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he didn't set him somewhere and train an army with him and give him weapons. He said, what do you have in your hand? He said, Rod, he said, throw it down. He said, stretch forth your hand. He stretches forth. He becomes leper. He said, take it down. Say, now and go. And Moses goes. When they call men great in the Bible, ask yourself, why are they great? Did Moses do 80 press-ups? Did you hear that? Moses was on a wanted list in Pharaoh's palace. But Moses went back there and knocked on the door. Who they there? Now Moses. Any believer here? Anybody going to knock on a door here? Do you get what I'm talking about? He went back there and he didn't go to apologize. When he landed there this, that time, they were whispering, this is the Moses we are looking for. Let's see what he came to do. He said, Pharaoh, God has sent me to tell you, let my people go. They'll be wondering, I thought he came to apologize. Do you understand? This is what it means to believe God, sir. He's mighty. He said to tell you, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. That's why you, you just can't do this thing without genuine faith. You can't force it. You must tell yourself, what is it? What is that mountain before Zerubbabel? God says, I'll make it a plate. Look at his walk with all his children. Even the Moses at some points, he was shaking. When the people asked for flesh. 
And God said, okay, go and tell them. One month I'm going to give them meat. Morning, afternoon, night, they'll eat meat. Moses called God by the side. He said, God, there are over 300,000 people. In, in case you're not seeing well, I counted them last week. <laughs> God, can you tell them you'll give them meat? He said, no, don't tell them the number of days. What did God say to him? He said, is there anything too hard for me? Now, we are Moseses. Because that's what we keep doing. That's what we keep doing. That's what we keep doing. And what will God do? What else is he going to do? He has asked in the past. He has asked in the present. God, you know, Satan corners a child of God and tells her, listen, as it is now, you know you're old. As it is now, you know you can't get. As it is now. So he gives you option. What is the option? The only option that Satan is going to give you is an option of disobedience. And that's the cause. That's the cause. Without taking much of our time, quickly. I'm going to tell you about David. David we know so well, right? Now, David was on his own, a shepherd boy. Praise God. Not not looking for any kingship. His brothers were looking kingly, practicing, you know, who would be Saul, Sid, and all of that. And Samuel was sent to his house to anoint a king. David's father didn't even send for him. That's how far off out of consideration he was but God insisted okay the man I want is not here and Samuel said we're not going to sit down and fetch him so when David came they anointed him king so no doubt that it was not a mistake right am I right okay so they anointed David king after they anointed him king you would have expected that they'll send him to finishing school you'd have expected that from that moment when Saul sees David Saul will hug him and kiss him and say, ah, the next person. Learn how we do this thing. Watch how I'm doing this thing. What happened? I'm asking you, what happened? I can't hear you. No, not opposition. This Saul set out to kill him. Now, I want you to be seeing yourself because my time is gone. Saul set out to kill him, right? I want to ask you another question. Where was God? No, you don't understand. I'm the one that anointed king. And this king that you're not happy with. He's trying to kill me. He threw javelin at him twice. And the javelin actually moved. I would have thought that with the anointing that is on my head, when they throw javelin at me, I go do odeshi. The thing will just hang there like they do in those movies. But the javelin actually came out and David had to dodge. Are you getting what? Because some of you are experiencing some things and the devil is painting it to you and say, but if God chose you, but if God has healed you, but if God will bless you, but if God, why is this happening? Tell him this is David. Saul tried to kill him twice in the palace. He ran away. Saul mustered 3,000 men and started chasing a small boy, a teenager. Not for one month, not for six months, not for one year. 13 years. What are you going through? That is making you doubt the faithfulness of God. What is the delay that is giving the enemy the basis? We learned here some time ago that the only way the devil can defeat the Christian is on technicalities. On the facts of the matter, he has no case. 13 years. Do you think David didn't pray? Do you think David didn't send a message to Samuel? That oil you poured on me, is it China oil? Is it original or is it fake? What kind of oil attracts this type of trouble? Lord, all the promises you've made to me, I'm going to use you in this nation. I'm going to make you a, a treasurer. I'm going to use you to turn many to right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you know God said that to you. And then you're looking at what is going on. 
You're wondering, is it my neighbor's word that I heard? I heard my word. Is someone listening to me? But can I tell you what? All that period was to shake David to see whether he would disobey God. That's why whenever you come here, we're teaching, hold on. That's the only thing that matters. Hold on to God. Hold on to God. Hold on to God. David had two opportunities to kill Saul. And I almost want to tell you, I may not be right, but I'm thinking that it was devil that created those opportunities. And why he didn't kill him, I salute David. If it's me, God anointed you. You didn't imagine it. The man is sitting on your throne. It's bad enough that he's sitting on your throne. He's pursuing you to kill you. If he has his way, he will kill you. And then you have the opportunity, you don't kill him. You see, exams are set based on the promotion that is about to be given. Jesus was going to answer son of David. He needed to operate at a level that his name will last for eternity. Let's rise on our feet. Where do you want to stop a rich man for 50 years? You know, by the mercy of God, when I was growing up, my father was so popular, so rich, that they didn't even know us by our names. They just know us as Ndibe, Ndibe Sitosi. Now, sometimes when I meet people that grew up in the East and they try to know who I am, I say Ndibe Sitosi, I see this shock on there. I'm wondering, what does that mean? The time has so elapsed that that name counts as nothing. Do you get what I'm saying? But up till today, we know David. We are reading his story. God wants to raise men. Not men for 30 years. Not men for 50 years. Not men for 100 years. Men for generations. Men that people will say because of him, for his sake, I'm where I am. Tonight, I want you to lift up your voice to the Lord. And say, Lord, the purpose for which you have called me, it will be fulfilled. In any way, Lord, I have, you know, been distracted or, you know, diverted or or discouraged or missed it. Anywhere, Lord, I ask for forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness. Any area, any part of me that had rebelled or been disobedient or suspicious or untrusting. Lord, I know you're coming. I know you're coming. The word he says to say to somebody is, Behold, I come. He's coming. He's coming. God is coming. He's mindful of what he said. He is Alpha. He is Omega. He says he will not allow 1 Corinthians 10, 10, 10. God is faithful. Who I know you're going through things, but he says I'm faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear? But with every temptation, I will provide a way for you so that you can go through it with your head up. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I believe you are fresh. I repent of my unbelief. You are faithful. You are faithful. Lord, forgive my foolish questions. But Lord, help me. Give me grace. Give me grace. Give me grace. He said, God is working. God is working. God is working. He who works everything according to the counsel of his will. He's working every bit of it. Every bit of your life's experience, you're obedient to God. Every bit of it is part of the plan. 13 years, God was watching Saul, hunting David. God didn't kill Saul. Every bit of it, because he's God. Somebody said, I receive strength in my inner man. I know whom I believe. I want you to talk to God. Talk to him so that he will know that you understand him. 
you know how big he is how faithful am i saying that the wilderness days were sweet no but david won't exchange it for anything he said before i was afflicted i'd gone astray lord tonight ah, i come to you i come to you i come to you lord i come to you you are faithful you are faithful you are faithful lord i call you faithful in my life i call you faithful i call you faithful your name is faithful i call you faithful you are faithful to me you are faithful to the word you've spoken to me you're faithful to the promises you've made to me you're faithful to the things i'm trusting you for listen child of god it's in his hand you wake up tomorrow morning that burden is lifted before you go to bed tonight you won't find that infirmity anymore god is faithful the things that worked against you you will begin to see that all of them all of them we are working together god is faithful Ah, You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.